Hello, you glorious human beings. I hope you're having a wonderful day. It's Daisy Lowe, and you're listening to Femme. We've made it to episode five. I was lucky enough to premiere Femme with the incredibly evolved, astute, and super smart, super cool Laura Weir whose website, Moody, has actually finally launched and it's smashing it. I've been obsessed with their newsletters and I'm not a big fan of subscribing to stuff, but please subscribe to Femme, (laughs) side note. But I actually have really loved being subscribed to We Are Moody because actually it's they send out amazing newsletters. So Laura Weir, you're smashing it as always. Episode two, June Sarpong, absolutely smashed it. Diversify is such an incredible initiative to make us as people, as individuals, support those minorities in our communities to help our society flourish. So, um, and on top of that, June is just a super babe with super brains and super heart and super soul and super grounded. Okay, I've said super far too many times. I'm not allowed to say it for the rest of the episode. Then we had the gorgeous, brave, honest, and hilarious Portia Freeman. And what I loved about episode three was that I got to actually just be 1000% myself with my best friend and you basically got to listen to our conversations um, having cups of tea that we have every day. So thank you for listening. I have to add to all the listeners, thank you so much for all your feedback. I have been inundated with the most beautiful messages and actually... I don't really think there's been many negative ones. (laughs) At least I haven't noticed them. But, oh, I think someone said that I talked over my interviews too much. And they were right. I have listened. I've heard you. You were correct a thousand percent. But please carry on enjoying and please keep sending me messages because I'm the one who reads them, I promise. So episode four was Super Spice, Miss Sporty Spice, Miss Melanie C. Music, who inspired everything (laughs) I think in me um, from age seven thank you Spice Girls and girl power and boy power and everyone who's listened has loved how fangirling out I was I'm still rather embarrassed and I might have embarrassed some family members along with it but I think episode four I finally got a knack for actually listening to the person I was interviewing well I think I always listened I was just wanted to add to it unfortunately Femme for me is about the gift of femininity and it sparked from me being incredibly inspired and excited by and picked up by so many women who without I might not be here (laughs) for many (laughs) for many reasons under the sun but the women around me have been a fierce support network of protection and and actually uplifting frivolous fun that only the sisterhood can sort of provide for you in that way where you cry your eyes out and then start pissing yourself laughing through those tears because even though you feel like the world's going to end they've commented on something hilarious that you never noticed about your ex-boyfriend and um, that made you feel better in that split second. Femme for me is about honesty, it's about connection, it's about listening I'm trying to also speak to people who you guys might find interesting. So if you have any ideas of who else you'd like on the show, feel free to comment on their pages on Twitter or on Instagram and go, I think you should be on Outfem by Daisy. And I'll try and always see it and respond. And um, 
I hope we can keep bringing you more guests that you love listening to. You're listening to Femme. My lowdown this week has got to be Basquiat being for real at the Barbican. It was so mind-blowing and brilliant and full and rich and... I've always loved Basquiat. I've always thought that his work was really interesting. I loved the way that he used words in his pictures. I loved that he didn't want to be a black artist. He didn't want to be defined by his color. He just wanted to create. And in his lifetime, he created a huge volume of work. And I knew about Samo, but I didn't know quite the extent. And they really go into that. And they have some incredible footage of him and um, Andy Warhol. They have their works together, but they also have some incredible works that he did with Keith Haring and his huge pieces that he created himself. And, And going to the Barbican just for a day out anyway is such a lovely experience. It's such a cool part of town, you know, with all the fountains outside and the palm trees and the kind of weird dystopian buildings <laughs> you kind of feel like oh, am I in the 70s or am I in uh 3050 it was a really lovely day out and I highly recommend it I think it's on from now until the 28th of January 2018 so you've got some time but don't think that you've got too much time because get in there because if I always think oh I've got ages and then I miss it um, and let me know what you think okay so everybody I'm very excited that today I get to welcome the wonderful Jasmine Hensley to our Femme family. And in the bed as well. And in my bed. Hello Daisy, hello everyone. And actually I'm sat where Mel C was and you're sat where I was because actually I was so afraid that I had to be next to the wall, not the door. Well we worked out that this is actually my side of the bed at home. Yeah. And that's yours. And this is mine, I'm the left side the right side, it's great. So a little bit about Femme. Yeah. I guess it all started just because I love women and I love the way that women have shaped my existence here and I think... Thank God for women in the world, otherwise we wouldn't be here. Absolutely. And and thank goodness for their nurture and support and that kick up the arse when you really need one. And being honest about being a woman because there are darker parts to it Mm -hmm. and brighter parts and... That's all okay as long as we accept all of them. And it Absolutely, you got to have you got to have one to have the other. Totally. So I am so excited that I get you here today. Thank you. Um, I first got to properly know who you were when your first book came out with your lovely sister. 2014. Was it 2014? Yeah, it was a long God, time ago three now. Years ago. It, actually, four, that almost feels four. longer. But it yeah. does feel longer. Yeah. So I think I I wrote my cookbook in 2000. It came out in 2013. But the difference was I never trained as a chef. I was only doing it because I am the worst sugar addict and needed a sugar alternative to be kinder to my system. So I started by collating all these recipes. When I was traveling, I found these goji berry chocolates in LA. Um, A friend of mine was making them, this wonderful musician called Holly Miranda. But at the time, I think it was about 2011, 2012, she had to order all of the ingredients from weird places and weird countries. Well, no one had heard of a goji berry, had they? No one had heard of a goji berry, cacao butter, mesquite, spirulina. I mean, they were amazing. And they also, A, stopped my sugar cravings and B filled me up so I only need a few yeah Yeah. it's really really satisfying because it's proper fats you've got whole foods in there so they give you as well as the taste and the flavor and then you know the nutrients makes your body understand at base level that this is all I need good food yeah Yeah, and and metabolizes and you know it helps with depression cacao too and mesquite and spirulina they're 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 superfoods yeah and they're adaptogenic so they they kind of adaptogenic that's a great word adaptogenic is maca and things like that I love maca but maca is supposed to be like a female 
Viagra. Oh, it's good for guys as well. So I wrote Sweetness and Light being complete novice and just wanting other people to who share the same gripes with sugar and wheat yeah. and dairy as me to be able to eat things that were kind to their system in moderation. I yeah. still eat crap sometimes, yeah, I'm really yeah, yeah. sorry to say. No, what we call crap <laughs> is actually really nostalgic food, you know. So yeah. our, our crap that we crave is not probably the crap that they crave in other countries. That's because true. it's just it's that you've got an emotional attachment to it and it's, you know, so Tempe crisps. I love 10 What, like the Space Age invaders? Yeah, they're actually I 20p like now. Munch. They're 20p oh, now. Shit. But they, there's something about those because they were part of my childhood growing up. It's a taste of nostalgia. So yeah. so we can have all the most, you know, incredible foods. But, you know, it's again, it's the yin and the yang, the light mm. and the dark. But your book was really ahead of its time. I mean, to be talking about stuff when people still didn't have a problem, which they didn't know that sugar could be a problem. Could be a problem. Yeah, I mean, it was a lovely thing to do, but I sort of learned all these lessons in it and then just went... Well, I still struggle with it. Like, it's yeah, a constant yeah. battle. Of yeah, trying. and it is. I mean, we have to remember that sugar is a basic... The sweetness is a is a easy energy to access. And if you look back into the natural world, it's quite a hard one. You know, the, the sweetest yeah. thing, honey. You get stung to death by, <laughs> by the bees if you go and try and get their yeah, honey. Maple true. syrup, yeah, yeah, you have to tap the sap, sap and then cook it down. And then fruit. Fruit was a lot more sour back in the day. You know, they've really bred apples to be that sweet. Really? In so many ways. Yeah, because you'll see a lot more sweet foods are actually from the tropics. Sugar, which was just like something you'd have at your birthday, you know, it was a, it was kind of an expensive commodity, is now everywhere. Mm-hmm. But the human, you know, we're the, still the same. We still mm. crave that sweetness. Mm. And so if it's everywhere, of course we... we want to grab at it and especially when we've got mentally crazy lives yeah yeah. it's a pick-me-up and it and it serves a purpose so with your new wonderful book thank you I am so excited for you because I think we all got to know and love you with your sister and you have provided a tool book Mm. for people who love cooking yeah to then create some quite eccentric recipes in places because Mm -hmm. of your combinations of foods because the other thing that I find really interesting about food is that when I eat rubbish it makes me feel absolutely dreadful yeah and it makes you probably want to eat more rubbish is the weird because then it's almost like well I need a cuddle for being I've been bad so I'm gonna be nasty to myself but then I need a comfort because I've been so mean Mm. to myself Mm. and that's kind of been taught to us by billboards so to speak because it's you know it's only been in our generation and maybe another generation where the info stopped coming down through our grandmothers and our mothers and started coming from advertising and and being told this is how this makes you feel this is how you should feel after you've eaten this and you need this and you need this and if you don't have this this. you won't be happy exactly and it's always that it's always that thing of when i for me it was always when i lose that two stone then, half a stone three yeah. pounds whatever it is yeah then i'll be happy yeah and it's what, literally the pursuit of happiness and i think that's what we're all going against in some way because it's not the pursuit because it makes it sound like it's something out there that you can out have of out of your reach and you're gonna and if you ever get there it's yours and it's not because life ebbs and flows and your feet and your you, you know the environment we know from nature everything is always moving you know change is the only constant and so when you were saying like when I felt I like it needed this and then this that's the amazing thing about this Ayurveda which I've just written mm. about because it's 5,000 years of understanding yourself within your environment so when you feel yourself slightly off course you kind of more in tune to knowing what to bring yourself back into balance rather than getting stuck over here spinning in circles you just know how to come back to your core and go you know what last three days I've been out with my friends I've been carefree loving it but now I'm feeling a bit sluggish 
very tired. As much as you know you need to have a good nap, you'll actually be looking for a, a dinner that's just as comforting, mm. but will set you back on the right track. Whereas mm. a lot of women think, oh God, now I've got to go on that diet Punish again. Myself, I've got to go on the juicing diet, or I've got to go on the salad diet, or I've got to go on the raw, or the, or the, stay away from or the low fat, or the carbohydrates. Away. Instead, sugar, yeah. actually, food, traditional food is about as comforting as you can get. You know, exactly. it's, it's not always beautiful. It's not Instagrammable, maybe. It's usually one pot stodgy feeder family style yeah. food and that's the kind of food we've we don't make as often anymore one because we think you know committing to a, a slow cooked feast is something you do on the weekend i know but just get, kind of getting in some of this eastern one pot wisdom mm. a dal to make a really I good dal, dal you need 20 minutes if i am in italy I'm going to have a glass of red wine in my food. There's two no two ways about and it. And pasta. And pasta. And meat. If I go to... And meat. And bread. And bread. And butter. It goes with a whole... <laughs> <And> <laughs> olive oil. Together. But you know, <laughs> it's, it's about what appeals to you. So I'll never forget, I had this boyfriend years ago in Germany, and he could not stomach a fry-up. He was like, really? it's the most... He, I think he got sent over here on an exchange. He said, if you even say the word fry-up to me, I want to be sick. And, I, and I'm like, but you eat meat, you eat eggs, and you eat cheese. And he's like... Yeah, but the way you Brits do it, you know? And for us, it's proper nostalgia. Yeah. For him, it's like, whoa, that's weird. So a bit like in Italy, you know, you have to have the full works. But then when I go to the Philippines or, or I'm in Thailand, cool. you cool you don't want a go. glass of red wine with it because it doesn't go with it. No, of course not. So it's about... You something cleaner. Well, it's just like or... you might have a beer in Thailand, but you wouldn't have wine because it's not from there. Yeah. So you don't associate it. So you wouldn't eat a Thai meal, yeah, and go, oh God, I really wish I'd had that a glass of white wine now because you just it just doesn't to me it doesn't anyway. Mm, so I think it's all about the story. Yeah. Even the kindness of knowing that you're eating something that you don't technically rate as being healthy, just changing your attitude to it as you eat it actually changes the energetics mm, of the food. Totally. So just removing the guilt factor removing the kind of if i eat it really quickly it doesn't count oh no or, that's the worst yeah or i don't want to see, i don't want anyone to see me eating this they're going to judge oh, me i always i used yeah. to hide in the cupboard eating oh. marmite weirdly oh that is weird now, now you are weird <laughs> well oh, no sorry, now, you, now still, you're weird <laughs> no i still no there was definitely like honey maple syrup golden syrup all the standard ones oh, but golden a, marmite syrup. a bit yeah, I love Marmite. <laughs> I love Marmite. Marmite, with, Marmite with honey Marmite. on, by the way. Ooh, Marmite cheese and honey? Fabulous. Well, my Aunt Joan said she's gone off her porridge and fruit that she's had for breakfast for the last 30 years. And I was, like, I was thinking, oh, I, I can see how that can happen, Auntie Joan. She now likes Marmite fried egg sandwiches. I actually think that oh, sounds really so good. good. I like eggs and Marmite. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Marmite. Because the Marmite gives it the saltiness. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, yeah, same thing as you. You, you know, I can imagine that not only... Were you so inspired that you've created these recipes that made you feel so much better while getting your sweet fix? Mm. You wanted to share them with people totally. who were either, un, you know, in the closet about it or, you know, were experiencing the same, uh, the same predicament. Yeah. And so that's basically what happened with Hemsy and Hemsy. So I was, I was modeling. I was a bit like, I don't really get this low fat, low, low calorie thing. Like, I don't want to go to the gym to burn off my food. It just doesn't make sense in my mm. brain. And I grew up on, you know, one pot stewy soupy foods that were kind of at, you know in the at the time and this is you know the early this is the millennial years when people were just getting into sushi and this kind mm. of like everything not touching on the plate kind of fresh salad yeah. type of thing and I'm thinking but I just love a pot of my mum's cooking and that's how I cook I do all these stews 
and I like proper butter. Oh my God, Vitalite's yeah. gross, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's gone now, I think. I remember thinking, this doesn't make sense. I like the real stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't make sense to have this. So that's when I started to look into and read all these different philosophies. And one of the ones that came up was Ayurveda. And at the time, it was, I say in my book, like reading rocket science in Russian. I mean, it was talking about emotional health and mental health and all the stuff we were not talking about back then. Oh, right. Now, okay, yeah. yeah, now it's like, we're now realizing that it's much more about the physical. It's it's about your mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. And this mm. is something that the East have valued for Ooh. thousands and thousands <laughs> and thousands of years. You know, whole or even the word holy comes from the word whole, whole. you know. So you feel whole spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. And we know that they're all also connected. For example, you know, if you are stressed, you might give yourself an ulcer. If you've got an ulcer, you're going to feel really shit and depressed. Mm. So we know the connections now. And really for me, Ayurveda has just kept on kind of finding me via yoga. I started to meditate eight years ago through my research into nutrition. It kept coming up. And so I was like going, okay, well, I kind of understand the circadian rhythm of life. I understand that we are nature living within nature and therefore the same natural universal laws kind of apply to all of us. But I also understand that we're individuals with individual needs. And so this gave me this great framework of really understanding myself. It's so interesting. How many books did you and your sister write together? We wrote two. two, two Art yeah. of Eating Well in 2014 and Good and Simple in 2015. They're so good. They're both, I've got both of them. They're both amazing. And Thank I still, you. even though coconut makes my glands swell... I still eat the coconut bars specifically. Me and my mum make your... Oh, the paradise bars. The paradise bars. And they are so... But again, having a sweet tooth, so good. Well, what's so, so great about them is they're not actually that sweet. No, they're not really that nice. sweet. They give you that fix, but without kind of sending you into overdrive and stuff. So, yeah, so this one, East by West, is the third one. And it basically it explores more of the things that I put into the philosophy of Hemsley and Hemsley that I could, you know, that was like the Trojan horse. Mm. And now I'm like, okay, now's the time that we are talking about this. Let's mm. have a look at something, you know, while science figures out X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and it's brilliant because now we're confirming. It is scientific. Yes, that we're confirming meditation's good for us. We're confirming yeah. we need to chill out and, and slow down our nervous system. We're confirming all these, this ancient knowledge. And so I'm like, well, 5,000 years can't be wrong. It's tried <laughs> and tested. So a little bit more of this in everyone's lives can only do you good. Yeah, amazing. And this book is a, your first solo show. Yeah. And how did the that Jasmine feel? Hensley show. It is the Jasmine um, Hensley show. The same and different. Um, the same because Nick, who's my fiance. my lovely fiance, Nick, I forget he's actually a fiance, is one third of Hemsley and Hemsley. So he's always oh, behind the scenes. I did know this. Yeah, he yeah. does the business side. He does all the photography and stuff. So obviously... And he's been on me with me on this journey because he was also a model and an actor. So oh. he was he was from that proper men's magazine, like lean chicken, some broccoli and a bagel. And I'm from oh, this wow. like meat on the bone, you know, eating the proper butter. You know, he was like, oh, fat. And I'm like, yeah, fat. So we kind of <laughs> married in the middle and gone on this journey together. So he he was obviously always there and shot this book. The recipes yes. were still made in my kitchen. You know, mm-hmm. we still shot in Over the Road in Elephant and Castle, Great. where we shot the other two books. So a lot of it okay. felt the same. And obviously I'm in day-to-day contact with Melissa because yeah, Hemsey and Hemsey is still... Still Got flourishing. the cafe, yeah. got the TV show in 28 countries. So, so it's, That's so cool. I know. But also how amazing that you kind of created an empire but it's more of a castle with a beautiful walled garden it's got a Um, dragon in it it can have i'm actually year of the dragon so i can come stay and i'll be your dragon so it's so lovely that you set up this incredible i think that i've always 
was so warmed watching you and Melissa together because I work a lot with my mum and actually it was my mum who pushed me to create sweetness and light and actually helped me with some of the recipe oh, testing. Mums are amazing. Oh, mums are amazing. And on top of that, she's the one who I meet at your cafe in oh. Selfridges. And um, and actually we're all kind of, du- we yeah. sort of look like we're from the same clan a bit. Yeah, we've all got a dark, dark hair. hair. And Absolutely. I look, we, me and my mum aren't actually Asian, but look like we definitely could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, Absolutely. And, I, and I've spent my career always wanting to carve out my own career for myself that's separate that's mine but I've always been incredibly lucky and grateful to my wonderful mother and we've always worked on things together Mm. and I was really humbled seeing that you had written your own book and thought wow that actually couldn't have been completely easy Mm. because the brand is so strong yeah and you've got so much going on with it but on top of it it actually just adds another layer yeah that's exactly what I think it does Mm. I think on in some levels I'm thinking oh my god Hemsey and Hemsey is doing so well am I crazy to be kind of well a adding to my workload and Mm. b trying to push something that could almost be a bit more esoteric but it's first of all you know, we've done the two, but we had such a crazy 2016. I mean, book, cafe, second cookbook, cafe, whirlwind, global book tour and the TV show and all that kind of stuff. Wow. And Amazing. then I just went and had, you know, some time off in India. And I was thinking, you know, I really want people who don't, who are not into meditation and not into yoga to actually discover a little bit more mm. and also to give it to, to really set the scene about where so much of the stuff I'm into comes from. It's totally. not a whim. It's yeah, not a... yeah, of course. But you can feel that in your recipes. And I think that you wouldn't have been so successful because the public aren't stupid. They, I think that everyone actually feels when someone is genuine. You can see that it, food just lights you and Melissa up. And, and actually it's that... That, it's the Filipino in us. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's that exact energy that's infectious. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when it comes to um, Eastern practices, some people are incredibly sceptical mm. because they think, oh, spirituality, or yeah, it sort yeah. of feels almost religious or yeah. a bit culty. Or, yeah. And actually... I, you know, personally, I've always loved, um, I meditate as well, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and have been doing transcendental meditation for almost five years, and actually... Um, Which is really the same as what I do as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, so cool. I do, it's called, mine's called Vedic, and it's, it's exactly the same okay, thing. Cool, yeah. it one's, a as well. one's, one's a brand, one's a brand, and one's not. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Of course you do the cool non-branded <laughs> one. Um, but um, I was very lucky to be taught by the head of the David Lynch Foundation, and actually through Femme, um, we're going to start giving away... 10 scholarships and with, um, that's gorgeous learn. do you mm. know how many lives that will change I know well I just think you know I learnt from transcendental meditation nothing to do with spirituality but that bit is on the side and I am a spiritual woman but I would never preach it no no um, and all the spirit is is you're talking about okay I'm this body this is my housing yes there's a brain yes there's a heart yes I am also a product of my experiences but there's and a some, stomach and there's a stomach and all the reproduction organs and a reproduction centre but there's, there's something else that science can't define. They can't, they haven't built... Isn't it 21 grams? Yes. It's yeah, the 21 grams. Gone? Where's exactly. that gone? It's our or soul. they call it the dark matter or they call it... They cannot, they can't put their finger on it yet because we've all known there's a soul and the spirit. But it went out of fashion a bit because you can't measure it. It's not tangible. Mm. You know, you can't grab it. You can't mm. hold it. But there is something that's more to each human than mm. that. Even if... You know, Mel and I practically, oh, it's not a very good example because there's five and a half years difference, but you could have twins 
raised on the same foods with the same toys with the same family with this and they're still different yeah. and that's their spirit their essence and yeah. so that's what people need to understand that they are so much more than what they look like so much more than the job they do mm. and and that's the factor you can never put the finger on no. that's the factor we need to nourish yeah totally oh i and love nurture. that i've just got all tingles oh <laughs> jazz i think it's it's funny that whole spirituality thing isn't it because i think it's all about just embracing and nurturing it being exactly who you are yes. and and supporting that yes. system and being kind and considerate yes. to that part of you because I think a big part for me on you know I've, I've always since a teenager been quite aware of working on myself and I think it was a big part was because I was a model and in the public eye mm. and so I had to think about my shape mm. but I'd always made a very conscious effort that I didn't want to be stick thin. I wanted to have shape because I mm. wanted to make women feel like they wanted to accept their own curves, their yeah. own flaws and their own beauty because everyone has their own individuality. Yeah. And what I love about what you're doing mm. is that actually you're, you again, you're providing a toolbox for people to say, right, well, how do I nurture this part of my body? Mm-mm-mm. Because then this actually might then affect the way I sleep tonight, yeah. this might then affect the way that I walk into that job interview tomorrow. Yes. This might help. It'll yeah. how I handle that situation. How, handle that situation, or it might actually make me want to go out dancing when I'm done yeah. with all of it, you know, yeah. and, and taking you back to your natural core. Because actually, it's funny, you know, I talk a lot about mental health on mm. Femme. I think it's important. And, and it's funny that you say, God, four years ago, five, even three years ago, we didn't talk about mental health as much, nearly at all. It wasn't, yeah, it was so, taboo. So taboo. So taboo. Or you were, you know, you had a psychiatrist you, or a therapist. It was so American. So, so American, yeah. So over the top. But I love my therapist and thank God for her. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't. Well, a therapist is just what an elder would have been when mm. you had these family Tribes. And tribes. Yeah. So now, now we're like, you know, we've gone anti-religious, we've gone anti-this, we've gone anti-that, and then suddenly we're talking tribes. Because why? Because we are we are individuals in need of a network. Mm. And so our therapist is just our elder. It's yeah. the, it's, it would be your great-grandma who would yeah. maybe be alive because people were having kids a bit sooner then, you know. Someone who's seen life, who can give you an almost unbiased appraisal of, of the situation i love all, i love nearly nearly not biased nearly not biased it's still <laughs> granny don't forget it's still granny yeah. or great granny um and and that's what we're all missing we're missing this this connection to others i mean they say that you live in you know london which is the melting pot the busiest busiest and yet people suffer from from loneliness loneliness oh, me i mean i think that the biggest one of the largest factors to my depression was that i thought i was completely alone mm. and and i hadn't been in a relationship for years and and was still heartbroken or grieving something that I wanted but had never actually managed to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I also had no idea, but I had a really low iron deficiency as well. And so I thought that I was so depressed I couldn't get out of bed. But what mm. I didn't realise was that actually my body just didn't have enough iron to kick me out of it. I'm just getting know? my jumper, which is the, Are the, you the freezing? Barter, the barter in me is getting a bit cold. Cold. Yeah. Hang on, and sorry, <laughs> I've been staring at these treats for almost an hour and we Break haven't eaten there. them can i look it's properly wrapped know, up like cutie. a little filipino takeaway there you're literally the sweetest person <laughs> in the world. so your mum's filipino or yeah both mom's, your mom mom's dad. filipino dad's english okay so and that's why you're so well spoken is that what you think yeah i'm really really surprised because mel's no. probably better hang on what am i putting in my mouth you're putting this is in amazing it, it's it's called it should be <gasps> called, it's all broken no it's amazing but this is from my book and this is actually the base of my millionaires and my cheesecake but it's like um 
Okay, can I go? Eat it and then I'll tell you. Because I don't think you'll know what it is. Mm. What do you mean this can be at the bottom of a cheesecake and it's not bad for me? So good. How much sugar is it? Um, this, is, this has got some jaggery. Do you know about jaggery? Oh, so jaggery is basically cheap and it's, um, <laughs> and it's, 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 it's the sugar cane juice that's been cooked down so all the molasses is in there. So actually... It's you, got some nutrients in it. It's got loads of nutrients in it, it? Because, because unlike brown sugar, which tends to be the refined white sugar, that they then put the molasses back in to colour it and flavour it. No. Very odd. Is that how they The food industry sugar? is very weird. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And so real jaggery comes in a block and you grate it. And it's rich in caramel. It's a little bit like when you taste table salt and you taste sea salt. And the table salt is like this flat, harsh, salty mm. flavor. And it's really like, ah, you know. And then the, the salt is just a little bit it's like, oh, it's mm. an explosion of flavors in your mouth. And that's, what, that's the difference and why things like maple syrup and mm, raw honey syrup. and stuff mm. have this... You can get manuka's away with... Manuka's quite funny. It's, got, it's quite amazing, but you have to be in the right mood you for have, manuka. Yeah, manuka's honey. quite a strong taste. Mm. And actually, there's a, there's, a, there's a few... Like my Polish friend, her granddad, who's like 90, still sends her honey from his place. Mm. And one of them is like a chestnut. He's got some chestnut trees. And this honey smells like a farmyard, but my God, it's good. Wow. Um, but yeah, it literally smells like a goat's bottom. Um, I want to keep eating those. You so this is rose and cardamom. And it is wow. made of, guess... The, the main bulk of it is... Chickpea? Uh, no wow, way! Wow, you completely yes. ruined my... That was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Pulled the rug from under my feet. Thanks a lot. Do you know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but do you know what? It's because, No, but it's delicious. And I actually love chickpea being used it's, in sweeter things. Which is such things. an Asian, Indian thing. Indian, yes. Mm. Because every year I go and hug Mother Amma with my godmother. <gasps> And do I'm, you? I love her. I didn't know so anybody much. that did that. No, do you? Do I read, that? No, I've read all about it. And but you've never I've never done that. No. So I go every. It's next weekend if you're around. It's slightly out of London though. And Mother Emma, for anyone who doesn't know, she is a hugging saint um, from India, and she travels around the whole world gives hugging people. And she gives them out. She gives them, and she gives these wonderful hugs. And it's a real operation. You go early in the morning so that you get a ticket. You have to usually wait for about three, four, five, maybe six hours for a hug. And in the time that you wait for the hug, you... Well, my godmother has been dragging myself and she tried with all of my brothers and sisters and her own son, but I'm the only one that still goes. And she always says to me when we go or on the way there, she says, I, I can't wait to sit in her love vibration. Yeah. And so even though you have to wait for however many hours, they serve incredible Indian food. So they have oh. one... Which reminds me a little bit of this, but it's um, chickpea flour and ghee. Yeah, this has got ghee in it as well. Oh, this it's has so got ghee good. In it as well. But this one that, she, that I get has one cashew on it and it's sort of sticky in a ball. Yeah, yeah. So that's more... Oh my God, it's so like. good. This is actually cut like a bar fit and obobsy a bit crumbled. Cause it's no, but it's so good. Going around London with me. Yeah, but yeah. yes, so well... So you, you completely but hit the nail why, on the head. But that's why. So it's actually my mother yeah. Emma experience. Yeah. Some people listening might be going, oh my God, Daisy, are you in the 60s or 70s? All this vibe and this... But we have been using these terms like I like her vibe or this place has got good vibes or I like the energy of this mm. place why because it's a thing it's a thing if actually you can feel it just and like also, yeah just like we said gut instinct now we're like totally. oh by the way the gut's got you know the gut's the second brain it's like no shit Sherlock you know we obviously <laughs> knew that a long, a really time, long ago. time ago yeah. yeah and um I'm sure she wouldn't mind me saying this but the first time my godmother went and had a hug from mother Emma she cried for 24 hours straight wow. Because I'm actually it, feeling like, emotion now. Well, she felt it. like 
her heart opened up her yeah. her heart center and everything just came out and she felt everything that she was watching you know she saw someone on the tube and she thought that they was felt like they were sad and then yeah. would cry out their tears yeah. and then would cry out her own and and when I left actually all, the only way that I can describe it is it felt like my chest was vibrating yeah and that's what her hug did yeah. and and actually it yeah, she's, that's your she, chi or what they call prana in full flow. Oh wow, really? Absolutely in full flow, oh, that's and that's nice. why you know even you know even from like if we think about this for a minute, you are actually affecting me right now. Right now, mm. I'm feeling goosebumpy. Mm. I'm feeling like I can like I just did with yeah, you. Yeah, ex- exactly. And it's because this is we An can exchange. affect each other and exchange. You didn't touch me. Nope. You touched me earlier. <laughs> But in that storytelling, you haven't yeah. touched me physically, mm-hmm. and yet you've touched me emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, and you've touched my spirit, you know? Oh, so it's. I'm going to cry now. I know. You must be really story. good on telly. I need to, like, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, Look into my eyes, not in my eyes, but around my eyes. But this is, this is really. So it what is I want actually, to talk and about. I don't mean to ever reduce you to just the way you look, but for. The first time doing my podcast, and I'm very lucky. I've had very gorgeous women. But looking at you in the, the just so you know, it's about four o'clock in the afternoon, and the sun is setting, and it's kind of making a lovely pink glow outside. And you're just such a beauty. You just radiate, oh, don't you? And I think thank that, like, thank no, thank you for giving some of your light to the rest of the world because I think it will help a lot of people. And I think the, the sweetness and light felt, felt a little bit. A little bit before it's time, but also a little bit haphazard because I wasn't, I didn't train in any way whatsoever. I didn't, I researched, but, but in, in a very novice kind of way. And, and I was 23, 24. But what a role model because you, you know, you're vivacious, you're, you know, you're so stunning, you're beautiful, you're extremely, you know, your Peter qualities are to be very outspoken and say it how it is. And, <laughs> yeah. and imagine how many young people, you know, in as much as I love the 80s and 90s and all that craziness, you know, sometimes the role models weren't so brilliant, mm. you know. And so to have this balance of someone who goes, hell, I like to eat this. And by the way, I like to cook that, you mm. know. It's a really lovely way um, to be you know influencing the next generation mm. because there was this time when we got a little bit lost but a bit know? lost and also I think that the lovely thing about now and as you said it was such a taboo to always talk about mental health is that even growing up I always heard terms of you know bipolar um mm. multiple personality disorder mm. um, schizo. schizo schizo was used a lot and then uh, and then a huge one especially in my family well a huge one for our family because a couple of my two brothers were diagnosed with it was autism mm-hmm. and and I have quite I have a few autistic traits I've never been diagnosed and I'm not s- standing here saying I'm autistic mm-hmm. but I get really um the ears when things are too loud it, I'm very sensitive and it really freaks yes. and a change of routine you really heard about indigo children and yes stuff. yes yeah and so there is there are sensitive spots to yeah. me that people growing up would always kind of say but it always felt incredibly taboo and we weren't allowed to talk about it but the wonderful thing is that for the past five years I really feel like we have actually there's been a huge shift and people are actually talking about working on themselves Mm -hmm. you know people actually like to exercise it used to be essentially a joke unless you know if you want to do your aerobics or go for a run and I don't like running running a makes my tits 
down on, you know, it, the gravity ain't good for them yeah, or no. my ovaries. Or your face. Or your, or face. your face, or your knees, or your hips, <laughs> no. or your ankles. Yeah. I mean, everything gets messed with when I run. So I know that that's not my one. I, I do a sort of semi-aerobic sort of Jane Fonda meets Pilates meets a bit of yoga mm-hmm. meets a bit of ballet mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I love to dance. So exercise became such, you know, it's become a wonderful thing, a place for people to go and hang out. I actually saw a friend of mine recently who was saying that she went on a date to a gym class I mean Ooh, like a but, spin class or something I mean I really hope it wasn't a spin but I can't imagine hi I'm going, sweaty but can you imagine actually that being your first day and being like this is actually I don't have time I can to imagine the Aussies else. do that I've got a lot of your Aussie friends in, the, in their 20s and they are I look at them and I think bloody hell they've kind of got it right they're happy they, they're full of sunshine yeah, full of, but even no when ozone layer here, when they were growing even up when they come here they're like you know they're in their 20s I'm thinking god in my 20s that's a bit scabby they go and have their avocado on toast and and do a gym class and then they go shopping and then they still go out to the clubs and things but they've they've kind of got this like what, a bit more of a balance yeah mm. I, just naturally. and i think that well the, I've the got lifestyle loads of, it's the lifestyle so i've got loads of amazing aussie friends and you know i remember one of my best friends when she moved over from australia was so appalled at the state of our vegetables oh. <laughs> And also she was very much at the school of thought that exercise was a part of your daily routine, mm-hmm. which was a huge shock to me. She taught yeah. me about the word Pilates at yeah, 19 yeah, yeah. or 17. Yeah. And nine years ago, that wasn't really very well known in this no, country. No, no. And, and then she was talking a lot about yoga and I'd heard yeah. about that, but I thought it was for sort of, you know, a bit boring and you'd always end up farting in yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know, <laughs> so it was so not me. For you, no, yoga not. is boring because for me it's the other way around really? it's funny what you what you so but i've liking. never delved deeper into the whole yoga yeah. experience because i am incredibly dynamic and i need if i don't get that sort of frustration yeah. out of me yeah if anything being still yeah actually yeah. makes riles me up more, no totally, totally which totally. isn't which isn't great <laughs> but then you know i remember i remember um you know a yogi in india said to me it is not yoga if it is not every day and I realized, really? yeah, because it's a practice. It's a practice. Like so it's meditation. not, and it's not an hour. No, it can be. Five so minutes. I, it's exactly, you, I do two sun, sun salutations on no. both sides and I do them slowly and, and try and line myself up because as a creative, fast moving person, I'm going to try and get through them as quickly as possible. So I can jump on. Mm. So I make myself do them and it takes two and a half to six minutes. Oh. And I've activated 95% of my body. And this is a wisdom that goes back. And and just knowing cool. I've done that puts me. It's like a little. It's like tap a little on the back. tap on the yeah. I'm like did that tick five minutes. I yes. so I can give myself five minutes. That so, is a lot. In this no, but so, but so do you exercise every? Is that the only exercise you? do? No, and I, well, I have to tell you if we're going to talk about the physical side of things, I so have I did to say know because I, you're tiny. Yeah, and I I, <laughs> I have to say it's a hundred times less of a problem since I started to eat in a way that I know suits my body. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I used to go, I used to, when I was modeling, I would go to the gym very reluctantly or I would go for a run. Oh my God, I got just got booked for this underwear commercial or something tomorrow and I'd be running up and down my street, you know, trying to kind of find my stomach do muscles. The and do, yeah, and do all that. <laughs> and I was into that power stuff, power, power, yeah. power, because that's the only exercise I knew. And plus I had to throw myself in it. But it's like this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're beating and your you're body already and it's aggressive. Yeah. We're already knackered. We're already mm. so far removed from a natural way of life. And then on top of all the stresses of life, instead of having 
a 12 hour day, it turns into an 18 hour day and a 19 hour day. Yeah, you always. then punish yourself. I mean, yeah. you we sometimes think extreme athletes are like the epitome of health. Actually, they show an incredible mental attitude, mm. but in terms of health, they are actually pounding their body mm. really in quite a harsh way mm. and um, and it's only recently we've just, we've realized that you actually have to look after athletes via massage meditation mm-hmm. and nutrition these mm-hmm. are all quite new really? things. yeah i'm telling you wow. i think the first guy who meditated on center court was only in the 60s like a tennis player oh, okay. or 70s i heard about it anyway recently. oh yeah no i actually i think i know yeah. what you're talking about and so in terms of exercise and stuff i do a hundred times less and i find by Looking after my stress levels, my bloat goes that way. Mm. But if you are a very laid back, kind of more lethargic, say almost where I'm a stress head, mm. someone who's more a couch potato, they need a bit more get up and go. Mm-hmm. So it's about the opposite of what you need. Mm-hmm. Whereas me as a stress head, I want You're to fly active. down the street. Yeah. I want to like punch bags in the gym. I want to do all these things because it's more of what I am. I'm almost mm. aggravating what I am. I need to lie there and learn how to be still. And that is a massive lesson ah, for someone okay. like me, you know? That's cool. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think I'm with you on that. So a bit of calming and grounding. So you've got the dynamism from the Pilates and, you, and a structure, but it's a slower thing. So that's probably why it calms and, you know, cools you off a bit and keeps yeah, you yeah. on an even keel. Amazing. God, I've learned so much today. <laughs> this is amazing. So what is next? I mean, you've got, you know, three books global tv show you've already done a couple of global book tours are you doing a global book tour with this one i don't know i see this as my little slow burning bubble Mm. um because i think it's softer it's softer i don't think you can burst on the scene with this i think even the word ayurveda can be like whoa what is that but i think it's i think it's gonna be an underground cult thing Oh, sure. It's okay. going to be like word of mouth. Actually, it's, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's doing really well. I think it's in the bestseller list. <laughs> I love, like being super humble and then going, yeah. oh, fuck it. Do you know what? I'm just going to be honest. It's doing really well. It's doing really well um, and I'm smashing it. And, and high five it. to you. Yay. Yay. Yeah, so you're going to carry on smashing it. On smashing and smashing then you're going to have another I'm going to have a year. proper Christmas. I mean, it's the last weekend when a lot of the press was actually printed and I should have been doing Insta stories and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I was actually down TK Maxx with my friend rummaging around for a new duvet cover Amazing. and then we went and had some Ethiopian food at Brixton Market yeah. and I just thought oh my god I feel like me again dream yeah yeah it was really you need nice. to just get back to you yeah, don't you because I think exactly. it's so high octane yeah and actually yeah we need we need presence we need, that, we need a bit of time and we need a bit of space and we have to create that and uh, as much as I am I am guilty for people calling me up and go and go babe I can't speak I'm really stressed I've got to, I've got to do this I've got and actually it's all in my head because mm. if I gave myself 10 minutes of just sitting there, I could I could actually sort that out very quickly. It's when we become this super reactive, jumping from one thing to the next. And that's what the meditation helps with. Mm. And and the food and and the positive affirmations and the good night's sleep and hanging out with friends and, and hanging out cool, with family. Like bright people bright who love people. you. And genuinely. that is basically yeah. what holistic living is all about. Yes. Wow, what an incredible interview. I absolutely, I could sit and listen to you for hours and hours and hours. So if you ever want to come back on, please do. I allow you to end it now because I have said a lot. No, you've been amazing. (laughs) No, usually it's me that's the blabbermouth and I still am a blabbermouth, but that's okay. That's why I've got a podcast. I'd like to say a huge thank you because I think, um, I really hope that our listeners find this incredibly helpful because I know I have. So thank you. And I'm getting that book. 
and I can't wait to start cooking from it. And I also want to say a huge thank you to the wonderful Joseph Rubin for his beautiful music, as always. Every week, I have to say thank you. And thank you so much to everyone who listened. If you like it, and I hope that you did, um, please subscribe and please share the love. Tell your friends, tell your mum, tell your grandparents, your aunties, your cousins. Get everyone involved. And, um, the, and the guys who need to know a bit more about fame as well, well hey? Do you know what? I actually have had some male listeners, oh. which I'm really into. Because it's not just for women. Femme is about women for women and men. And I think that men might actually learn some stuff on here that and I might help I didn't get a chance to say, but I think what you're doing is amazing because I think sometimes when we go a bit feminist, we can become a bit masculine, actually. Oh, totally. And so it's very nice to embrace the feminine side because it's a, it's a different type of strength and it's it's not about one or the other. It's the whole. It's the whole. And, and actually, that's the time... We, I mean, not to get all astrological and physical about it, but actually we have moved from the age of Pisces into age the age of Aquarius. Of Aquarius. Oh my God, have me back on the show. Let's talk about this stuff. Okay, <laughs> okay. sign off now. Signing Tune off right now. Tune in next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Love you all. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.